Father in heaven, we thank you for today's reading. Thank you, Lord God, that we exercise diligence, Lord God. Thank you for giving us all things that pertain to life and godliness, Lord. You've given us laughter and joy, a house to live in, and your word, Lord God. Thank you for the blood of Jesus. We plead the blood of Jesus over our house, over our resources, Lord, and our loved ones, Lord. And we thank you, Father God, for giving us health and, and salvation, Lord. Be with us as we read the word. Today, February the 5th. We are at February the 5th. All right, let me see here. Exodus 21 to 22 to 23, 13. Now, suppose two men are fighting, and in the process they accidentally strike a pregnant woman, so she gives birth prematurely. What? If no further injury result, the man who struck the woman must pay the amount of compensation to the woman's husband. Demands of the judgment approved. But if there's further injury, the punishment must match the injury. A life for a life, an eye for an eye, a tooth for a tooth, a hand for a hand, a foot for a foot, a burn for a burn, a wound for a wound, a bruise for a bruise. If a man hits a male or female slave in the eye and the eye is blinded, he must let the slave go free to compensate for the eye. And if a man knocks out the tooth of his male or female slave, he must let the slave go free to compensate for the tooth. If an ox gorges a man or a woman to death, the ox must be stoned and his flesh may not be eaten. In such a case, however, the owner will not be held liable. But suppose the ox had a reputation for gorging, and the owner had been informed but failed to keep it under control. If the ox then kills someone, it must be stoned, and the owner must also be put to death. However, the dead person's relatives may accept payment to compensate for the loss of life. The owner of the ox may redeem his life by paying whatever is demanded. The same regulation applies if the ox gores a boy or girl. But if the ox gores a slave, either male or female, the animal's owner must pay the slave owner 30 silver coins and the ox must be stoned. Suppose someone digs and uncovers a pit and fails to cover it, then an ox or a donkey falls into it, the owner of the pit must pay full compensation to the owner of the animal, but then he gets to keep the dead animal. Well, that's good. If, someone in, if someone's ox injures a neighbor's ox in the injury and the injured ox dies, then the two owners must sell the live ox and divide the price equally between them. They must also divide the dead animal. But if the ox has a reputation for gorging, yet its owner fails to keep it under control, he must pay full compensation, a live ox for the dead one, but he, but he may keep the dead ox. Moving along, chapter 22, verse 14, I mean 1. 
If someone steals an ox or sheep and then kills it or sells it, the thief must pay back five oxen for each ox stolen and four sheep for each sheep stolen. If the thief is caught, the thief who is caught must pay in full for everything he stole. He cannot pay, he must be sold. If he cannot pay, he must be sold as a slave to pay for his theft. If someone steals an ox or a donkey or a sheep and it is found in the thief's possession, then the thief must pay double the value of the stolen animal. If an animal <laughs> thank you. If an animal is grazing in a field of vineyard and the owner lets it stray into someone else's field of grace, then the animal owner must pay compensation for the from the best of his own grain or grapes. If you're burning thorn bushes and the fire gets out of control and spreads into another person's field, destroying the sheaves of the uncut grain or the whole crop, the one who started the fire must pay for the lost crop. Suppose someone leaves money or goods with a neighbor for safekeeping and they are stolen from the neighbor's house. If the thief is caught, the compensation is double the value of what was stolen. But if the thief is not caught, the neighbor must appear before God. Who would determine if he stole the property? Suppose there's a dispute between two people who both claim to own a particular ox, donkey, sheep, article, or clothing, or any lost property. Both parties must come before God, and the person whom God declares guilty must pay double compensation to the other. Now suppose someone leaves a donkey, ox, sheep, or any other animal with a neighbor, for safekeeping, but it dies or is injured or gets away and no one sees what happens, the neighbor must then take an oath in the presence of the Lord. If the Lord confirms that the neighbor did not steal the property, the owner must accept the verdict and no payment will be required. But if the animal was indeed stolen, the guilty person must pay compensation to the owner. If it was torn to pieces by a wild animal, the remains of the carcasses must be shown as evidence and no compensation will be required. If someone borrows an animal from a neighbor and it is injured or dies when the owner is absent, the person who borrowed it must pay full compensation. But if the owner it was present, no compensation is required and no compensation is required if this animal was rented. For this loss is covered by the rental fee. If a man seduces a virgin who is not engaged to anyone and has sex with her, he must pay the customary bride price and marry her. But if her father refuses to let him marry her, the man must still pay him an amount equal to the price of a virgin. Woohoo! You must not allow a sorceress to live. Anyone who has sexual relationship with an animal must certainly be put to death. Wow. Anyone who sacrifices to any god other than the Lord must be destroyed. Anyone who you must not mistreat or oppress foreigners in, a way, in any way. Remember yourself were once foreigners in the land of Egypt. You must not exploit a widow or an orphan. If you exploit them in any way and they cry out to me, then I will certainly hear their cry. 
My anger will blaze against you, and I will kill you with the sword. Then your wives will be widows and your children fatherless. If you lend money to any of my people who are in need, do not charge interest as a money lender would. If you take your neighbor's cloak as security for a loan, you must return it before sunset. This coat may be the only blanket your neighbor has. How can a person sleep without it? If you do not return it and your neighbor cries out for me to help, then I will hear, for I am merciful. You must not dishonor God or curse any of your rulers. You must not hold anything back when you give me offerings from your crop and your wine. You must give me your firstborn sons. You must also give me the first fruit of your cattle, sheep, and goats, but leave the newborn animals with his mother for seven days, then give it to me on the eighth day. You must be holy people, therefore do not eat any animal that has been torn up and killed by wild animals. Throw it to the dogs. You must not pass along false rumors. You must not cooperate with evil people by lying. <laughs> you must not pass along false rumors. You must not cooperate with evil people by lying on the witness stand. You must not allow the crowd in doing wrong when you are called to testify in a dispute. Do not be swayed by the crowd to twist justice, and do not slant your testimony in favor of a person just because that person is poor. If you come upon the enemy ox or donkey that has strayed away, take it back to its owner. If you see that the donkey or of someone who hates you has collapsed under its load, do not walk by, instead stop and help. In a lawsuit, you must not deny justice to the poor. Be sure never to charge anyone falsely with evil. Neither sentence an innocent or blameless person to death, for I never declare a guilty person to be innocent. Take no bribes, for a bribe makes you ignore something that you clearly see. A bribe makes even a righteous person twist the truth. You must not oppress foreigners. You know what it was like to be a foreigner, for you yourself were once foreigners in the land of Egypt. Plant and harvest your crops for six years, but let the land be renewed and lie uncultivated during the seventh year. Then let the poor among you harvest whatever grows on its own. Leave the rest for wild animals to eat. The same applies to your vineyards and olive groves. Interesting, huh? You have six days each week for your ordinary work, but on the seventh day you must stop working. This gives your ox and your donkey a chance to rest. It, allows, it also allows your slaves and the foreigners living among you to be refreshed. Okay, we get re to pay close attention to all my instructions. You must not call on the name of any other gods. Do not even speak their names. Matthew 24, 1 through 28. As Jesus was leaving the temple grounds, his disciples pointed out to him the various temple buildings. But he responded, Do you see all these buildings? I tell you the truth. They will be completely demolished. Not one stone will be left on top of another. Later, Jesus sat on the Mount of Olives. His disciples came to him privately and said, 
Tell us when will all this happen? What will sign will be your signal, your return at the end of the world? Jesus told them, Don't let anyone mislead you, for many will come in my name, claiming I am the Messiah. They will deceive many, and you will hear of wars and threats of wars, but don't panic. Yet these things must take place, but the end won't follow immediately. Nation will war against nation, and kingdom against kingdom. There will be famines and earthquakes in many parts of the world, but all this is only the first of the birth pains with more to come. Then you will be arrested, persecuted, and killed. You will be hated all over the world because you are my followers, and many will turn away from me and betray and hate each other, and many false prophets will appear and will deceive many people. Sin will be rampant everywhere, and the love of many will grow cold. But the one who endures to the end will be saved. And the good news about the kingdom will be preached throughout the whole world so that all nations will hear it and the end will and then the end will come. The day is coming when you will see what Daniel the prophet spoke about, the, the, the sacrilegious object that causes desecration standing in the holy place. Reader, pay attention. Then those in Judea must flee to the hills. A person out on the deck of a roof must not go down into the house to pack. A person out in the field must not return even to get a coat. How terrible it would be for pregnant women and for nursing mothers in those days. And pray that your flight will not be in winter or on the Sabbath. For there will be greater anguish than any time since the world began. And it will never be so great again. In fact, unless the time of calamity is shortened, not a single person will survive. But it will be shortened for the sake of God's chosen ones. Then if anyone tells you, look, the, here he is, the Messiah, or there he is, don't believe it. For false messiahs and false prophets will rise up and perform great signs and wonders so as to deceive, if possible, even God's chosen ones. See, I have warned you about this ahead of time. So if someone tells you, look, the Messiah is out in the desert, don't bother to go and look. Or look, he is hiding here, don't believe it. For as the lightning flashes in the east and shines to the west, so it will be when the Son of Man comes. Just as the gathering of vultures shows where a carcass is nearby, so these signs indicate the end is near. Okay, praying the Psalms, Psalm 29, in awe of God's great power, Psalm 29, 1 through 11. Honor the Lord, your heavenly beings. Honor the Lord, you heavenly beings. Honor the Lord for His glory and strength. Honor the Lord for the glory of His name. Worship the Lord in the splendor of His holiness. The voice of the Lord echoes above the seas. The God of glory thunders. The Lord thunders over the mighty sea. The voice of the Lord is powerful. The voice of the Lord is majestic. The voice of the Lord splits the mighty cedars. The Lord shatters the cedars of Lebanon. And he makes Lebanon mountains skip like a calf. He makes Mount Hermon leap like a young wild ox. The voice of the Lord strikes without with bolts of lightning. 
The voice of the Lord makes the barren wilderness quake. The Lord shakes the wilderness of Kadesh. The voice of the Lord twists mighty oaks and strips the forest bare. In his temple, everyone shall glory. The Lord rules over the flood waters. The Lord reigns as king forever. The Lord gives his people strength, and the Lord blesses them with peace. Amen. Proverbs 7, 6-23 While I was at the window of my house looking through the curtain, I saw some naive young men, and one in particular who lacked common sense. He was crossing the street near the house of an immoral woman, strolling down the path of her house. It was at twilight in the evening as deep darkness fell. The woman approached him and seductively dressed in sly of heart. She was the brash, rebellious type, never content to stay at home. She is often in the streets and the markets, scolding, soliciting at every corner. She threw her arms around him and kissed him and with a brazen look said, I just made my peace offering and fulfilled my vows. You're the one I was looking for. I came out to find you and here you are. My bed is spread with beautiful blankets with colorful sheets of Egyptian linen. I perfume my bed with myrrh, aloes, and cinnamon. Come, let us drink our fill of love till morning. Let enjoy each other's caresses. For my husband is not home. He's always he's away on a trip, a long trip. And he has taken a wallet full of money with him and won't return until later this month. So she seduced him with her pretty speech and entice him with her flattery she followed her he followed her at once like an ox going to the slaughterhouse he was like a stag caught in a trap awaiting the arrow that would pierce his heart he was like a bird flying into the snare little knowing it will cost him his life and that's the reading of today february the 5th Okay, I'm going to read today's study on Matthew 24, 9 through 13. You may not be facing intense persecution, but Christians in other parts of the world are. When you hear about Christians suffering for their faith, pray for them. Remember that they are your brothers and sisters in Christ. Prayer is not governed by space or distance. Instead, the Spirit transports power from one place to another. Just like Philip was transported from the desert road to Asotus. God, what you can do, ask God what you can do and how you can pray to help persecuted believers in their troubles. In the same way, when one part of the body suffers, the whole body suffers. But when all the parts join together to seize the suffering, the whole body benefits. 2 Corinthians 12, 26. Consider subscribing to a prayer list for the persecuted church around the world. Make it your practice daily to pray for the people in each situation. Amen. That's a great idea. I, uh, I had a vision of Asian people that had been flogged for their faith and they were moaning and crying out. You know, um, <clears throat> Christians that were uh, severely beaten for their faith. In China, I had that vision. So we prayed for him and took communion for him. And uh, when I went to Bible college, the dean said that uh, you're going to die in the mission fields, he said. 
He said, that's been our legacy since 1929. If you know what you're getting into, he, tells, he told about, oh, 100 students that were starting the year. First thing he just pointed out, and that's the first thing he told us, many of you are going to die in the mission field. That has been our legacy since 1929. That's encouraging, huh? Yeah, nobody batted at all. All the kids were leaning forward with, with it. It was amazing, you know. It was like, hey, we know what we're in for. Let's go at it. Um, uh, it's beautiful, and I don't really understand the second coming of Jesus. All that is has a lot of uh, earthquakes and so forth and things, and and uh, you know, it's kind of disturbing when he says even the uh, the elect will be full. Yeah. You know, um, and then when he says, you know, the days are going to be shortened for the uh, chosen ones. <clears throat> for the chosen ones. Right. They're going to be shortened. Uh, so, you know, you wonder when we're going to be lifted up and taken out of here, and then who is going to go after the ones that are left for the seven years of the tribulation. Yeah. But uh, there's a lot in this chapter. But, uh, but it, you know, it sounds like the rapture is going to take place first before all that destruction. Amen. We pray it does. And that, because it says in the book of Romans that we're not going to be in the wrath. Okay, uh, Exodus uh, 22:21 says, uh, it's interesting that if someone steals an ox or a donkey, now wait, where am I at? Numbers are so small. Ox, Exodus. Uh, they want me to read Exodus 22:21. I'm lost here. I'm not lost. I'm found. If anyone steals, oh, I'm sorry. Exodus 21. You must not mistreat or oppress foreigners in any way. Remember, you yourself were once foreigner in the land of Egypt. It's interesting. He says it there, then he sends it again back down in the, um, Exodus 23:9. You must not oppress foreigners. You know what it is like to be a foreigner, for you yourself were once foreigners in the land of Egypt. In other words, you're, you're going to give the people uh, respect, and if they need something, give them a cloak, food, or encouragement to get established in business and so forth, a foreigner. Kind of like refugees? Yeah, it's kind of like what we do in AA, you know, we bring in a person, you know, we try to get them situated. Um, but yeah, refugees that's, is that's, a good that's job. That's kind of speaking to what the times we're in right now. And it says right here, the Israelites mistakenly believed that since God was for them, he was against every other nation. That this error grew out of the belief that God shows favoritism and that Israel qualifies somehow for God's favor. See Romans 2:11. You know, uh, on the and but you know we can say that God favors me. I, I believe the favor of God in Christ Jesus. You know, a good health, self-esteem is really good. On the contrary, God wants to bless the people of Israel so they in turn could be a blessing to all people. Amen. Genesis 22, 12, 2 and 3. The Israelites only heard the first part, though, that God would bless them. 
God sought to dispel the these myth of favoritism in Exodus 22:21. God's blessings would empower the Israelites, and God didn't want them to abuse that power. God warned the Israelites not to treat foreigners unfairly because they themselves were once foreigners in Egypt. Similarly, God sought to protect slaves. Exodus 21, 1-11. Widows and orphans. Exodus 22, 22-24. God rooted, rooted this protection in empathy, reminding the Israelites to remember their own experience as powerless slaves in Egypt. It is not easy coming into a new environment where you feel alone and out of place and, and there are foreigners around you, immigrants, new students at school, people in need, emphasize with their struggles. How has God blessed you and you can bless others? Pray that God blesses you so that you can pray. Heavenly Father, we thank you, Lord God, and we believe, Lord God, in resources so we be ready to bless others. And thank you for carrying us in your wings, Lord God, and giving us all things that we need today for your glory, your honor. And that's what we're doing, Lord God. Thank you that we're using your will right. You are our Father. You are in heaven. And holy is your name. Lord, your will is your kingdom is here. Your kingdom has come. And your will is being done in our lives as it is in heaven. You give us this day our daily bread, and we're grateful and thankful for that. Supply, supply us the blood of Jesus. He supplies the holy water, the wonderful water. And you give us scriptures, and you give us promises to sustain us, Lord. And we thank you for the provisions, Lord, you give us. And you forgive us all our debts, or forgive us of all our, our, our debts, Lord. And you forgive us of our trespasses, as we forgive our debtors and trespassers. You lead us not into temptation, Lord, but deliver us. Thank you for delivering us from evil through the blood of Jesus Christ. We're free. For yours is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever and ever. Amen. Amen. Do you have anything more to add for that, sweetheart? No.